<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, everyone. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Election Ride Home podcast. I got to tell you about this great podcast. It is called, as I said, the Election Ride Home. Someone is going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House, one of the many Democrats. And the Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone or maybe even multiple someones will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction? What do the polls say? It's a 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your browser a thousand times a day like I do. So if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. And now... Let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mr. Powers, you'll notice that all of the sharks have laser beams attached to their heads. I figure every creature deserves a warm meal. <clears throat> Dr. Evil, it's about the sharks. When you were frozen, they were put on the endangered species list. We tried to get some, but it would have taken months to clear up the red tape. You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. Now, evidently, my cycloptic colleague informs me that that can't be done. Uh, can you remind me what I pay you people for? Honestly, throw me a bone here. What do we have? Sea bass. Right. <laughs> they are mutated sea bass. Really? Are they ill-tempered? Absolutely. Well, that's a start. You know. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. Don't give him any ideas, Dr. Evil. He's going to figure it out. It's going to be ill-tempered sea bass all along the southern border. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 3, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the greatest soap ever. Go to BubbleGenius.com. Buy lots of soap. I love their soap. I've got that soap in my bathroom right now waiting for my hands to be washed. Oh, and by the way, hi. What's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. And I got to say hi, hi to Bobby, too. Fuck him. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby De Niro. I call him Bobby. Uh, day 987 of the Trump crisis. Day 9 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 397 days until the 2020 presidential election. And uh, God damn it, let's bring in the goth ninjas, huh? <laughs> it's uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast. From-the-bunker.com. Also, sexyliberal.com. And T-Rex, David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Click their names in the description below and you can go listen to their shows. All right, gang. (laughs) I'm going to get rid of this music because we got to do this music. Yeah. Fuck them. If you have any doubt, it's going to take him out, Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're starting all the shows. Every time we go to talk about this this massive, massive story, the impeachment, Ukraine, Trump's ongoing meltdown, we're going to do this. Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Ukraine. All right. Okay, so 
before we get into that, you know, Trump proposed snakes and gators in the moat next to the wall <laughs> with skin piercing spikes. <laughs> Yep. This is this is a real thing. It's some ill-tempered yes. sea bass. Yeah, ill-tempered yes. sea bass. I can't think of the word sea bass without thinking of my time as a waiter. <laughs> you know, just wanting to walk up to people's tables and yeah. go, would you like to hear our specials? <laughs> we have a, an ill-tempered sea bass and a spicy Szechuan sauce. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, you know, you saw Trump's meltdown yesterday. This is all under the one big umbrella of Trump just melting down. Biff is losing his spadoinkle all over the place. No matter what, he's confessing to shit. I mean, that's the uh, that's the big deal today. <laughs> what I love. He's like throwing stuff out there as if it's exculpatory. And it's exactly well, they had, that works with the Mueller report. Right. Yeah, right. But it's not working. It's, it's, uh, no, it's totally not working. Yeah. Right. Right. Robert De Niro. Fuck him. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Trump responded to the spikes and the snakes and the reptiles in the moat story uh, with his usual level of outrage. Here's a little bit of Trump yesterday, right in front of the Finnish president. <laughs> the poor Finnish president and dignitaries after like he freaked out on the stage in Helsinki and uh, just like, they're like, why is it always us? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're well, like, our, our, like our, our boyfriend that we brought home. And we were like, we swear our dad is not always like this. <laughs> Did you see his Idiot. his side eye during one of Trump's rants? It was the one in the Oval Office when they no, were doing the pool I was spread. transfixed. Yeah. I was looking at his big scrotum face, just bobbing his, his <laughs> waddle. His waddle has gotten flappier. Yeah. Like, it's like, the more outraged he gets, like, the further it swings well, on either side. Like, a desk, like an executive desk tool, you know, those marbles just click together. Like. Yeah, that's right. Something you buy at Spencer's Gifts, you know, like a stress-relieving <laughs> toy. Yeah, sure, sure. Two reporters of the Washington, and they said, President Trump started screaming, ranting, and raving. Uh, you know, you know, that's just not fun. Uh, you know what? That's ranting not, and, and it's, it's not funny either. So we're going to go with the Snapchat version. Two reporters of the Washington, and they said, <laughs> President Trump started screaming, ranting, and raving. <laughs> And on the southern border, where we are right now building a tremendous wall, okay, ready? <laughs> that I wanted a wall, but I wanted a moat. A moat, whatever that is. Not a word I used, but they used it. Yeah, he doesn't know what a moat is. A moat. Oh my God. And in the moat, I wanted alligators and snakes. <laughs> it is so much better wall. this way. It's the only way to listen to him. Really I think is. that we may way. need to mandate that in the future. He's always because I feel like I've got like an essay forming in my head called "The Incredible Shrinking President" about how he's just like getting like smaller and smaller before our very eyes. We've all started to figure out that he's wearing lifts. You know, yeah. and, the, and yeah. the teeth and the hair. It's all just kind of like... You got to go look at the Snapchat thing because it's like the, the googly eyes and the giraffe horns. I mean, it's just an amazing thing to behold. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. Oh, Here, here's, a little, here's a little bit more of that. I wanted to be a fence and I wanted to be electrified. <laughs> and I wanted sharp spikes at the top. So if anyone gets it, it, it goes piercing through their skin. Is somewhat the way they said it. <laughs> it reminds me spots. of that... There's a TV commercial. I want to say they're called Haribo. They're like gummy bears. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where there's a bunch of adults around a table, and they eat the bears, and they sound like that. <laughs> the yellow one is my favorite because it's chewy. You're really good at doing that voice. That's actually spot yeah. on. That's excellent. Uh, I but mean, it, it, it totally reminds me of that, and so I'm happy. This is the only way I can listen to him from now on. My, my favorite thing in the world is him talking about the skin-piercing spikes. And then he does a... He does a just, he, skin. Right, and he does a gigantic <laughs> inhale. Listen for the giant... Because he says, skin-piercing spikes, and then he goes... <laughs> it's amazing. Oh it goes piercing through their skin, is somewhat the way they say it. <laughs> Skin piercing spikes. There it and is. I want that whole wall to be electrified. Oh so these two reporters wrote this book and they said, I want a moat with alligator snakes, electrified fences, so oh people God. get electrocuted if they so much as touch the fence. Yeah, that's our our president has completely gone batshit. Which is uh, oh only God. a little bit terrifying knowing that he still has the nuclear codes in his pocket. <laughs> Fuck him. Oh. Can you imagine? I mean, think about it, though. If any other president in history had, you know, published, had done, you know, he does like, what, 100 tweets a day at this point or something? Mm -hmm. yeah. Between like 22 and 87 per day. Like, uh, if any state, the presidential statements used to be an earth shattering thing. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. But now, I mean, he's, I swear, he really is, he, he's shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. It's like, the, the every tantrum makes him smaller. Right, you right. Know, he's like deflating before our very eyes. His power is, you know, you have no power here. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's yeah. just a colossal mess. I mean, he uh, completely lost touch with what's right and wrong. I mean, he doesn't even know that he's confessing to things. And of course, right. that's that's yeah. the big news story of the day. I mean, yes, the finished stuff, we're going to talk about the press conference and everything that happened yesterday. But the big story of the day under the umbrella of Ukraine and everything else going on, the impeachment, is that Donald Trump, once again, during chopper talk today, confessed and he said, point blank, he said, I want Ukraine to look into the Bidens. I want China to look into the Bidens. He's really, he's going, China. He's looping in China now and all of this. Here's Donald Trump during Chopper Talk earlier today, fucking confessing. It is unbelievable. Fuck him. Yeah. Well, I would think that if they were honest about it, they'd start a major investigation into the Bidens. Oh, my it's God. It's a very simple answer. Uh, they should investigate the Bidens because how does a company that's newly formed and all these companies, if you look at, and by the way, the company that's newly formed and all these companies, and all the corruption, these corruption, it's just refrigerator <laughs> magnets, isn't it? Just moving the refrigerator magnets all around. Yeah. Likewise, <laughs> China should start an investigation into the Bidens. Oh because what happened in China, China. China is just about as bad China. as what happened with uh, with Ukraine, <laughs> so I would say that President. Like, I, I, what is that? What is that other country? Is. Why, why else am I being impeached? What's that other? It's coming to me. It's a U word. It sounds like cocaine. This is what my least favorite sound he makes is the honking thing when he bears down on certain. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> yeah. I was just noticing that. I was just because he gets it's right really, at the beginning. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Where he just suddenly gets, well, I don't know, and he's just like, his, <laughs> it's way in the back of his disgusting. Well, throat. I don't know what I was talking about. I think it was Ukraine, or maybe it was North Korea, or maybe it was Russia. <laughs> Let's get to more of Judy? this. More of this. <laughs> Are you digitally doing that? That's a little no, weird. That's me. An amazing no, thing. That. Let's uh, have a little bit more of Trump's confession. President Zelensky, if it were me, I would recommend that they start an investigation into the Bidens because nobody has any doubt that they weren't crooked. That was a crooked deal, 100%. He had no knowledge of energy, didn't know the first thing about it. Like that matters. All of a sudden, he's getting $50,000 a month plus a lot of other things. Oh, my God. We got him. We got him. It is the, it was the John Oliver thing all over. We got it. Speaking of John Oliver. It's not the first time, though. I mean, I kind of wonder, like, what has, like, turned the tide with the, you know, the front seat media. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like we're, like, we're the back seat. We're, like, the kids and the, you know, don't make me pull this culture over. You know, <laughs> kind of, like... Um, <laughs> Speak of Zelensky, here's a little uh, activity that you can perform in front of your favorite web browser. Go to Google and type in Zelensky penis piano. And this is <laughs> this is from John Oliver the other night had a video clip of President Zelensky of Ukraine before he was president appearing on some sort of like the Ukraine version of America's Got Talent. And he and this other guy are pretending to play a piano using their penises. And I'm doing it now. Yes. So as oh John my. Oliver pointed oh out, as John Oliver points out, that guy playing the piano with his penis is a central figure in the impeachment of Donald Trump. And and you know, it couldn't be more appropriate. It couldn't oh be more God. more perfect. Do you see what I'm talking about, Jody? Oh my God. <laughs> It is it's just uh, this timeline. I mean, yeah, I was uh, looking at a friend's post and, you know, somebody was having an argument with a Christian on Twitter. And the Christian was like, well, it, you know, the person was like, you know, the Satanists don't actually believe in a literal Satan. Yeah. Right. And the Christian was like, well, what do you call people who believe in a literal Satan? And, and the United Satanist Church was like, Christians. <laughs> oh, um, oh, wow. 
Yeah, wow. which and I was like, ooh, well played Satanist. And then I was mm-hmm. like, I fucking hate this timeline where I have to say things like, oh, well played Satanist. And yeah. night <laughs> well touche park rangers. <laughs> you know, like fuck me. Well played Satanist. That is fucking great. That might actually be the uh the title of today's show. No, uh, it should be the shrinking you, president, the incredible shrinking incredible president. Shrinking president. Okay, show. well maybe we've got a couple of options. <laughs> Shrinking brother. Who knew that all it took to get the ear of Congress urgently was calligraphy on the outside of your envelope? <laughs> I know I mean, that was that was another thing. So and I, bizarre. I mean, among what, all the what things, was the Inspector General saying exactly? I mean, there was all kinds of like crazy conspiratorial memos in there that that Mike Pompeo and the White House were circulating all around. And again, this is that disconnect between the Fox News fiction and what the rest of the world actually observes in real life. I mean, if you had a wrestling team in the Olympics and suddenly you started uh, behaving like WWE wrestlers, the Olympics is going to kick you out of the competition. That's just the way it goes because the WWE is phony baloney, I mean, obviously they fight and get injured, but it's all set up in terms of who's up, who's down, the, the kind of crazy behavior they do. It's all staged. It's entertainment is what I'm getting at here. Just like Fox News Channel is entertainment, especially in primetime, especially for three hours in the morning with the giggling couch tumors. And that's just the way it goes. And Trump is actually adapting his entire presidency, his entire campaign, his entire agenda is based solely on that fiction. So consequently, when it comes out, we're all going... This is just, this is madness. This is not, no connection to real life anywhere here. And, uh, and that's what he's facing down. And that's why we're all, we're all just baffled and dumbfounded by the fact that uh, they just won't give up. And they just keep plowing forward with this nonsense, with this absolute gibberish. And, you know, the latest it worked every single time in the past. So, that it de- you know, it doesn't surprise me that they're hanging on to it with like their fingernails are going to rip out. Oh, yeah. Because it is their only tactic. Right, right. Someone was saying this on the news last night or, you know, they were or they were saying, well, I guess this is what we, you know, this is their plan. Lash mm-hmm. out and lie. And um, they were like, hmm, yeah, I guess that's going to be their tactic. And I was like, when have they ever used anything else? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, the the idea is to just muddy the waters where what they're doing Mm -hmm. is as long as both sides are guilty, then no one's guilty. So if they just keep pounding the Biden thing and now they're on to Adam Schiff and trying to concoct (laughs) some sort of ridiculous scandal around him that doesn't hold water at all. And then what happens is, is the casual observers, the people who don't uh, watch politics 24-7 like we do, just go, ah, you know what? Both sides are just as crooked, so fuck it. Fuck both sides. And that's how the Republicans win, because then those people stay home. And when voter turnout is driven down, Republicans always do better. That's just a fact of life. And that is the strategy. That is the entirety of it. You know what I'm feeling anticipatory dread about before it's even happened? What's that? (laughs) I heard some someone say the other night that the, the Republicans were the heroes of Watergate. And I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. No. What Whatever. about the Democrats who had been doing the right thing all along? And then the Republicans who, when it became politically, when, when Nixon became a stone around their neck, mm-hmm. right. then they turned on him. Yeah. And, yeah. but you know, I'm just like, what Republican out there would not, I mean, come on guys, think about the publicity you will get. Like Jake Tapper, Chuck Todd, Joe Scarbo, mm. those guys are waiting for mm. a new quarterback with a square jaw to get their man crush on. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Ryan and his big blue eyes have been gone for a couple of years now. And <laughs> they need, you know, like, I mean, think about the lavish wall to wall coverage that the new Maverick would get. Mm-hmm. Be the new John McCain. The yeah, you know? be Mitt no, he's stale. They need he, some Iraq war vet who's like, you know, 45. But Romney um, is hard to get compromise on if he's been a good Mormon. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because what are they going to get him on? Like the uh, the magic underwear drinking or something hot like that? Yeah, the magic. Yeah, you know, yeah. not drinking alcohol, drinking hot chocolate, the magic underwear. I mean, what are they yeah. going to get him on? He's if he's been a good Mormon, they don't have any tape of him doing something wrong. Right. I mean, the only thing they've got with Mitt Romney is just his vulture capitalism, where they, they right. sweep in and they buy up companies and then they completely disintegrate and the dog them. on his the family outing. I mean, yeah. and, and yeah. that's that's and the Republicans won't. Use that against him. They don't find that being problematic. Yeah, no. So, 
it, it, it really, he's like, I can't think of anybody else. I mean, Chuck Grassley's been very good about the whistleblower so yeah. far. Yeah, well. Um, but he's 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 very pro-whistleblower, so not, even Kamala Harris was like, hey, I agree with him on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I, there's very few that I can think of other than Romney. I mean, mm-hmm. who else can you think of that they can't, we know Lindsey Graham's compromised. We oh, just sure, know that. sure. Well, and then also maybe there's like I mean, isn't there some like 45 year old Kentucky freshman senator who was I mean I could see the guy in not my Kentucky. head. Not Kentucky, not Kentucky, not Kentucky, no, because no, yeah, Kentucky's <laughs> Rand, Rand, Rand Paul, Rand Paul, and, Paul and, and Mitch McConnell, and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, right. soon to be Amy McGrath, I hope. Hopefully, yeah. Who, well, by the way, I'm trying to get Amy McGrath for the show. I'm trying to get her on the Ooh. show. So I've already reached out. I'm working on it. We're working on it. Um, yes, yeah, I mean there are so many remarkable dimensions to all of this. The fact is that. Don Donald Trump is now using uh, his vice president, his secretary of state, Mm -hmm. his attorney general, all as human shields and his personal lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. So these four guys are at the top of the heap as far as being on the inner circle. And Donald Trump is using and abusing them. And yet they still continue to circle the wagons around Donald Trump. It is an amazing thing to behold. And again, you got to wonder, is it compromise? Is there something else that's holding him? Is it some sort of contract they sign to, to stick with him to the bitter end or else they get sued or they have to turn over a million dollars each? There's some penalty in there or something. I have no idea what it could possibly be. I can't imagine that it's just blind loyalty. Like, they're just like, well, he's the president. We're just going to do this. We're just going to put our necks on the line and risk prosecution uh, and humiliation all in defense of this ridiculous clown who sounds a little bit like this. And Spike showed up. <laughs> never said it, never thought of it, and I actually put out something on social media today. I said, I'm tough on the border, but I'm not that tough. <laughs> I'm tough on the border, but this I'm not that problem. tough. This is the problem. I mean, we, we do have we have a president who's never had an adult thought in his life. True, yeah. that's right. Right, and yeah. so like, and this is what you know continues to amaze me about people being surprised and baffled by him. Yeah. I just you know they're like, I, I who could have thought he'd react this way? And it's like anyone who's ever parented or babysat an 11 year old. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it just he, it's. We're, we're in a remarkable time. I mean, just think about it this way: the president tweeted the word bullshit yesterday. And it's mm-hmm. not even anywhere close to being the top news story of the day. Right. I mean, that's how fucked up everything is right now. Fuck him. Right. Well, and then he didn't say jockstrap, which is a perfectly fine <laughs> phrase. Yeah, I don't it's understand blank that. Strap. Yeah. It's, like, really, it's, dude? It's that's, that's so perfectly uh, allowed on the FCC, and everybody's allowed <laughs> to say that because it's a thing. Well, it's you know why, Jody? He doesn't understand right from wrong. That's what it really comes down to. So he's just yeah. guessing. He's like, well, maybe bullshit's okay, but jockstrap is completely forbidden because I don't know personally because I have no more. <laughs> compass. I mean, that's probably the way he's thinking about this. And we know yeah. that he doesn't understand that by standing on the South Lawn and going, China should investigate. China. And so should Ukraine and Zelensky with his piano playing penis. Maybe he should investigate too. <laughs> and I don't you should, know. The look on the woman's face that's that's judging it, that's the precious look. Yeah. T-Rex, did you look? Yeah. Did you look at the Zelensky playing the piano with his dick? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm oh my really God. only going to be on pre- the judge's if face. it's the trombone. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I've seen puppetry of the penis, so I've been impressed. But yeah. um, the look on that woman's face, the judge, is is priceless. I know. Okay, I know. I'll go check it out. I mean, if I yeah. bump anything now, it will make noise on the... Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe wait. Maybe wait on that. Yeah. Just, just trust yeah. us. It's He plays the piano with his... Or at least pretends very well. He mimes playing pe- the mm-hmm. piano with his penis. But it, it is a complete riddle to me what... The IG of the state, that what that person, the inspector general's intent was yesterday in holding that urgent briefing to hand them this file full of Rudy Giuliani's Fox yeah. News. Well, the the like, IG is a very on the level position as far as I'm concerned. Even right. though it is a politically appointed position, it is a very strictly guided role in the uh, administration. And I think, especially in the intelligence community, where everything has to completely be on the up and up. So was Secretary of State once upon a well, time. That, but do go on, Mr. Seska. Well, what I'm saying is, is that what this guy was doing is saying, look, I've got in my possession the fact that the White House and the Secretary of State are now marketing in 
absolute propaganda and fiction gleaned from Fox News Channel and Alex Jones and wherever the fuck they're getting this. And we don't even still know the details of what was in there. I mean, we have some so sort of... So it was of, a warning. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. So it I, I wasn't that, a just like, this is our new agenda. No. I hope you will, you know, okay, that's no. what I was concerned about. He, he wasn't about. playing on the side of Team Trump at all. That's That was a uh, an end around, uh, trying to get around Mike Pompeo's uh, ridiculousness mm-hmm. in all of this. And once again, Mike Pompeo showing himself to be the uh, uh, just another barnacle on Trump's ass, just protecting, <laughs> guarding Trump's ass. Watching his- him lie about the phone call on Sunday TV, it's just... yeah. It's so much like, you know, your divorced dad not copping to having an affair. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not well, that that's ever happened to me. Well, but I, just, uh, I mean, and, and yesterday with the Finnish president, both uh, Mike Pompeo and Mike Pence were in attendance for that goddamn disaster. I mean, we by rights, we should all be terrified. If we weren't so conditioned to accept Donald Trump's behavior, at least to the point of not getting completely freaked out when it happens. It's just, it's become to the point where we just, uh, oh yeah, there he goes again. Donald Trump's freaking out again. But this was beyond anything I think we've seen before. Um, the CPAC uh, speech from back in March or whatever it was, was nuts. It was two and a half hours of madness. Uh, I remember Trump's first press conference, I believe it was in the East Room back in uh, early 2017, which was madness and he was yelling at reporters and telling people to sit down and shut up and all the rest of it. But yesterday was a whole other level i mean i again i observe this stuff very very closely god help me but i do (laughs) i'm kind of in the Mm -hmm. business of doing that so that's why but the fact is that i've never seen him act like this before this is donald trump yesterday Yesterday it was genuinely disturbing it was bananas and uh jeff mason from reuters i think and brian karam who's been on this show i really like brian i I refer to both of them as the giants of the press corps in the white house press room Mm -hmm. and that's absolutely true i mean jeff mason threw his body on this and uh, and didn't let go and then Trump let him have it it was an incredible thing to watch this is a this is what went down in the uh, (laughs) in the press conference yesterday with the president of Finland standing right there go ahead ask a question the the question sir was what did you want President Zelensky to do about vice president Biden and his son Hunter are you talking to me yeah it was just a follow-up of what I just asked you sir listen you ready we have the president of Finland. Ask him a question. I have one for him. I just wanted to follow up on the one that I asked you, which did was, you hear what me? did you want Did you hear me? Yes, Ask sir. him a question. I, I will. But I've my- given you a long answer. Ask <laughs> this gentleman a question. Don't be rude. And by the way, he refers to the Finnish president as this gentleman, this which means gentleman. he doesn't remember the guy's name. So I just Are wanna- you talking to me? Are you talking to me? I'm president ask- here. Ask the president of Finland a question. Yes, this gentleman over here. Let's continue. (laughs) No, sir, I don't want to be rude. I just wanted you to have a chance to answer the question that I asked you. I've answered everything. It's a whole hoax. And you know who's playing into the hoax? People like you and the fake news media that we have in this country. And I say in many cases, the corrupt media, because you're corrupt. corrupt. Much of the media in this country is not just fake, it's corrupt. And you have some very fine people, too. Great journalists, great reporters. Just like uh, Charles. To a large extent, Mm -hmm. it's corrupt and it's fake. Ask the president of Finland a question, please. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll move on now. And then, you know what happens? The Finnish president uh, responds to another question, and then Donald Trump abruptly gets up and and runs away. It was another brave Sir Donald ran away moment. Brave Sir Donald ran away. Ran right out of the room. Can't handle it. Ran away, away he did. Brave, brave Sir Donald. Teeny tiny. When reporters asked about what he said, he bravely turned his tail and fled, (laughs) and he hid right there behind his desk. And And he chickened chickened out. out. Yeah. By the way. Get your beep button ready. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Rocky. Because I just want to, I'm going to say to you guys what that inspires in me, and the audience can just guess at how many syllables it is. Okay. I just want to hit him in the face with a hammer again and again and again. And again. <sighs> okay, Secret Service. Uh, his name is... Uh, All right, yeah. He, again, David. he's in Georgia. He's nowhere near me. No, he's nowhere near Bob. I'm in Maryland. I, I don't have... <laughs> Anyway, but you know, uh, speaking of Rocky Mountain Mike, who put together that uh, Brave Sir Donald jingle there, you know, 
Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But it seems that Rick Wilson, I think, stole an idea from Rocky Mountain Mike. I think and you're right. I'm, I don't want to get into it right now. We're going to talk about plexiderm here. But when we come back, we got to dig into exactly what happened between Rick Wilson and Rocky Mountain Mike. I think there's some idea thievery going on over there. <laughs> yeah, but first, uh, here's your assignment right now. If you can, if you're driving in your car for a second, uh, you're listening to the show, whether you're at the gym or walking down the street, doing whatever, doing some chores, take a second to picture your face in the mirror and imagine all of the wrinkles around your eyes, maybe crow's feet or those big, large under-eye bags. Now imagine that they're gone, but not through some sort of risky, expensive plastic surgery. I'm talking about a topical solution that makes them disappear in just a matter of minutes. And it's called Plexiderm. It's a clinically studied serum that eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. And if you don't believe it, well, you're in good company because I didn't believe it either until I actually tried. And I stood there in the mirror, and some of the wrinkles and fine lines around my eyes put it on there completely disappear just before my eyes in a matter of about 10 minutes. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you need to be yourself at work or out with friends. Best part is Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless, of course, you tell them. Go to triplexiderm.com right now and use my code SEXYLIBERAL. That's two words, all caps, SEXYLIBERAL, for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling one 800 685 1292 and mentioning the code sexy liberal plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee uh visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code sexy liberal at checkout that's triplexiderm.com this is jim george back in the church This song, this is a big deal. This is Jim George from Reading, Pennsylvania, a song called Black is Beautiful. And uh, a cover of this song, or version of this song, has been shortlisted for a Grammy. And it's not uh, it's not Jim George's performance of it. It's uh, someone else's performance, and I can't see it because there's a stupid ad here, and I'm going to try to get rid of the ad and say who it is. Benny Turner adapted this song uh, from Jim George. Uh, who released uh, originally this song in 1994, and he's on the ballot for first-round voting for the Grammy Awards. Nice. So hopefully, got our fingers crossed, that another uh, indie musician here on this show is uh, headed to the big time. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I love Jim George. Love his singing voice. My God. He's, he's like a grittier, darker uh, Rod Stewart. That's how mm-hmm. I, I hear Jim George. Okay, link in the description. By the way, if you want to submit your music, bobseska.com slash music. Thank you in advance to everyone who's submitted their music to the show. We've got an indie music countdown coming up this weekend. Don't worry, don't panic. I didn't forget. (laughs) I had some shit to do this past weekend. Uh, Some of which I'm going to be discussing on the after party on Friday. So stand by for that. All right. So uh, speaking of music, Rick Wilson, I think, stole an idea from Rocky Mountain Mike. And I think before he even wrote about it, he was informed by people on Twitter that Rocky Mountain Mike already did the idea. I think the way it went down yesterday is that... uh, that Rick Wilson tweeted something about uh, an idea for a parody called A Place for Dawn. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be like a, a retirement home <laughs> for mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump. Right. And uh, <laughs> and so everyone like went, oh, Rocky. Much. I mean, everyone jumped into uh, Rick right. Wilson's mentions and said, oh, Rocky Mountain Mike already did that. It's a bit. It's been recorded. It's been all over the Stephanie Miller show. It's been on this show, too. And Rick Wilson went ahead and wrote a Daily Beast piece about that anyway. So here's the uh, here's the actual Rocky Mountain Mike bed. Do you worry about Donald Trump being alone? In- oh, you know what? Before I, I, I'm going to restart that because it's not just Rocky Mountain Mike. It's Marion Ann Arbor. And in, in fact, Marion Ann Arbor came up with the original idea. I want to be entirely clear about where this idea comes mm. from. Just so credit where credit is due. Do you worry about Donald Trump being alone in the White House? And I'm in the White House and I was lonely. I know I do. Hi. I'm Martha Stewart, and there's a free service that you need to know about. 
It's called a place for dawn. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. They're the nation's largest batshit crazy criminal chief executive referral service. And they can help you find the right federal facility fast. I'm not sure that I've ever even heard of the Category 5. A place for dawn offers free one-on-one advice for Congress people who haven't quite made up their minds about a referral. I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges. And a personalized list of maximum security homes, one of which will be perfect for an ex-chief executive. Believe me, I know. I've been there. We told Don, we found this place. It's affordable. It's great. You're going to love it. Let's go look at it. Caring for a delusional president with a limited grip on reality can be difficult. God bless the United States. But now there's a place for answers. A place for Don. If you're struggling to get information about where to put your president during this difficult time, then call to get the free help you need. Call now, 1-800-FED-LOCK. That's 1-800-FED-LOCK. You know I'm totally off script right now. (laughs) Mary in Ann Arbor, Rocky Mountain Mike, Richard Hensel there at the end too. Holy shit, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and I guess funny enough to be stolen by Rick Wilson. So there you go. I guess so. Uh, I don't have a, a subscription to the Daily Beast, so I don't know if if it was... Uh, I haven't read the extent to which he uh, he yorked that idea right there, but uh, I think he did. I'm, I'm pretty sure he did. Okay, uh, moving along here. So we talked about earlier how Trump confessed during his chopper talk today. Uh, I just want to be clear about the timeline for all this. So that about uh, 1037 a.m. this morning, Trump said uh, regarding trade negotiations, I have a lot of options on China, but if they don't do what we want, we have tremendous power. And then 30 seconds later, I mean, literally 30 seconds later, he asked about the Ukraine probe. Likewise, China should start an investigation into the Bidens. So basically, if you put those two things together, you have another quid pro quo, right? We're going to go easier on you in the trade negotiations if you start investigating the Bidens. That's what Donald Trump did, too. So you have to make sure because that's what mobsters do. They take things and they separate them out so it's not you don't have one to one linkage between them. But, of course, it's suggested and, I believe, absorbed that way, too. So when you hear it, you go, oh, oh, oh. if you got a brain in here, you go, you do the Edith Bunker and you go, oh, oh, oh. oh. I don't want to close this magazine, Archie. <laughs> On top of this, Mike Pence has apparently been in contact with Zelensky about the same deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. now we're in serious territory as far as uh, the line oh, of succession. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the line of succession President now. Pelosi. Well, yeah, I, I mean, that is obviously something that a lot of people are talking about. I don't think that's really going to happen because it would look really, so really bad politically. But at the same time... Would it? That, well, mm-hmm. I, I think it would. I think it would look like a coup. Um, and that's, I'm just looking in from the outside. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. the line of succession is the line of succession. That's how it goes. But politically speaking, it would look really uh, hinky. Uh, but the fact is that if Pence goes, Pence will be replaced. Here's the thing. Here's the weird thing about a vice president resigning. When the new vice president is appointed, if not through, obviously, a Republican Party convention and then the election, if a vice president is appointed ahead of that or in absence of those things, then what has to happen is the House of Representatives has to confirm the vice presidential designate, mm-hmm. right? If you see yes, the, if you see in the movie <laughs> the, the, the Contender. Well, uh, I mean, it happened with Gerald Ford, didn't it? Yes, yes. I think that's the way it happened. I, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly if Gerald Isn't Ford... Uh, ascended at the 72 election or if he was no 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 he was he was put in after Agnew um he was he was he was not, he was an unelected vice president oh gotcha he was, he was oh, placed right. in yeah. right right oh I forgot yeah yeah that's exactly right well here's the thing I mean if you watch the movie and this is actually a kind of required movie as far as I'm concerned if you're into politics you have to go see the contender if you haven't seen the contender you need to go rent it or or get it on streaming somewhere you rent it yeah you go to your nearest blockbuster or Errol's yes, video and pick it up <laughs> um, no go get the contender because it's a great movie one it's a great feminist movie two it's a great Jeff Bridges movie three Joan yes. Allen is amazing in it Gary Oldman 
Kidman is incredible in it. Uh, even Christian Slater is really good in that movie. And he's fantastic. But what it does, it's a whole story about how a vice president is uh, appointed and then has to be confirmed in the House, and it turns into a whole political football, and all the abortion is looped into it, and a sex scandal. Yeah, it's an incredible film. But that's a kind of an illustration in terms of what happens when you have to replace a vice president midterm. And that could be a, a, something that Donald Trump is facing. And if that actually happens, in order to confirm a vice president in the House, Donald Trump's mm-hmm. going to have to designate someone who is uh, a moderate because there's no way the House is going to confirm like Vice President Jeanine Pirro. I mean, this isn't going to happen. No, it's, you know, yeah. th- this whole business with the Bidens is so peripheral. Yeah. He's devoting like so much time and energy to tasking his minions mm-hmm. is you know to running out and biden's not even the front runner anymore yeah, I know. it's already mm-hmm. like it's kind of already ended yeah like, I, I feel like yeah. everybody realizes now that biden is a great guy and we all love him but he was a vice president and remains that in care he just and mm-hmm. he's just he's too uh, yeah he, it's just he's biden's not the one this time and well we i mean he still and, could be the fact is though that he may not be and my question is and and this either of you are welcome to answer this question for me i don't know if donald trump wants to run up against biden or if he doesn't want to run against biden i get the sense that he doesn't he doesn't he gets it Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, that that's that kind of makes sense the, to why he would damage Biden and see if he could get Biden out of the way before Biden becomes the nominee and he's got to run against Biden. On the other hand, you know, he may want to run against Biden because he's got all this dirt. I mean, they're really sticking their necks out in order to accumulate enough dirt to run against Biden in a general election. I mean, it just seems to me as if it's coming from this whole scandal is, and obviously the gigantic elephant in the room is Vladimir Putin. This is all about, I mean, from top to bottom, this is all about- very puffy. Yeah, well, it's all about exonerating Putin. It's all about exonerating Russia and all of this. Mm -hmm. But the other thing is, is that it emphasizes the fact that Donald Trump is scared shitless about not getting reelected, so he's got to pull in as many favors as he can. And that's why he's got uh, Bill Barr going around to Italy. I mean, Lindsey Graham yesterday- a pretty big news story that got buried under everything else that happened yesterday that Lindsey Graham himself wrote to not only the Prime Minister of England, he wrote to Boris Johnson, he wrote to the Prime Minister of Italy, wrote to the Prime Minister of Australia and asked all of them Trump is a fucking idiot whether or not they would help uh, Bill Barr investigate the 2016 election so this is, I mean, Christ. everyone's getting involved. Lindsey Graham is now being a human shield for Donald Trump. I mean, it's a staggering thing to behold. And uh, and so this is, again, th- they are relentless in terms of trying to not only uh, screw up the 2020 election, but now they're going back to the 2016 election. And the problem with that, too, there's an additional layer of problems here, which <laughs> is that they're establishing a precedent that didn't exist before whereby the current president investigates the previous president. And that's been something that's mm-hmm. been verboten in presidential administrations going back to the beginning of the republic. It just doesn't happen because then it, it kind of handicaps each president. The next president ends up losing all kinds of political capital spent on investigating the previous person. And so now Donald Trump is saying, oh, well, screw all that. I mean, with all of the institutions and traditions that he's destroying as he goes, this is another one. And he's and what he's doing is he's actually walking into his own propeller. This is the same as like Liz Cheney today saying, hey, why don't we investigate uh, Hunter Biden? Well, knowing that the uh, Trump kids are taking all kinds of Russian money, that bad idea. You're going to put focus on mm-hmm. that, too. And so uh, they're walking into their own propellers on this. And it's, I I don't understand. There's no long-term strategy here. It's just like, well, let's see what this button does. Doink. And it's it's a disaster. I just want to say that, you know, I I don't really believe in heaven or hell. I believe there's one place that we all go to and it's like your heaven and their hell. Like, I'm going to be Lindsey Graham's guardian in gay hell. Like, just just for the things that he has done, I'm just going to end up, he's going to be like stuck in a coach class seat for eternity <laughs> with me sitting next to him. I'm going to come plop down and be like, hi. <laughs> Fuck him. No, no, what, what was Exactly. What, and what, it's just going to be like me and Lindsay all the way over the ocean. And I'm just going to like, oh, fucker. <laughs> Fuck him. Weasel. I mean, just. <sighs> yeah. What have they got him fucking that he's idiot. like sitting down and writing, you know, like mad libs to, about conspiracy theories to foreign yeah. leaders? 
just staggering. Uh, it's staggering. So nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, Tom I, I, you Bosser know. is the guy that I was thinking of earlier. There is a Republican, and like Republicans, get in line behind that guy. Yeah, he's camera friendly. He seems fairly earnest. And when I saw him on the news, he was like very much like just. Well, I mean, we try to tell him. <laughs> He's like a dog with a bone, that man. When he gets a bad idea, he won't let go. I'm like, Tom, get him. Tell them. Pull the fire alarm. I think he has, actually. He's one of the people who is really like, well, I bet. I mean, he looked genuinely shell-shocked. Well, you know, there's a, there's a factor here. That we all need to bear in mind, and the and the factor is the uh, that in the uh, election next year, there are I believe somewhere around twenty two Republican seats that are up for grabs, and only right. a handful of Democratic seats. So we have to watch very carefully the vulnerable Republican senators who are mm-hmm. on the chopping block, and they are in very competitive states now. And so you look at those races and you superimpose everything that's going on right now. And it feels like there's only a matter of time before at least a few of them break off and go, you know what? We got to save our own asses. Fuck you, Mitch McConnell. Fuck you, Donald Trump. Fuck them. Right. And so then they go forward and they start supporting this uh, impeachment inquiry and they start uh, leaning toward, you know, being jurors who are going to vote to convict. And so again, I just, I love the idea. I can't say it enough. The trial of Donald Trump. I, I can't. <laughs> I can't wait till we can say that more often. So this uh, Adam Schiff story is bullshit too. Um, yeah. The New York Times piece uh, again. I had to question the reasoning for publishing the piece, but then I started re- reading through the actual text of it, and it's pretty on the level. And it actually goes into how. Um, Adam Schiff didn't speak at all with the whistleblower. It was a uh, one of Adam Schiff's aides, and the the aide told the whistleblower to go through proper channels to do the legal thing. I mean, there was nothing that was hinky about any of this. This was completely on the level. This is something that, of course, is understood because Adam Schiff is the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee. So if you're an intelligence operative and you can't necessarily go to the the Trump appointee at the top, you're, of course, going to go to the next best thing, who is the, you know, the person who's the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, because these are co-equal branches, duh. And so the whistleblower goes to Adam Schiff's office and, and one of Adam Schiff's aides go, well, okay, uh, we hear you. You, you got to go and you got to report this. You got to go through formal channels. So there was no cooperation <laughs> right. by Adam Schiff on the authoring of the complaint, uh, regardless of what Donald Trump said. In fact, Donald Trump said yesterday that, uh, oh, yeah, it might have been that Adam Schiff helped the whistleblower write, write the it, yeah. complaint, which there's no evidence of that. Donald Trump just made that up. Mm. On top of that, we, we've heard this thing that... Uh, this is something we've been following for a few days now, which is that suddenly paraphrasing is uh, treason. <laughs> Donald Trump now believes right. that paraphrasing is treason, that Adam Schiff yes. dramatizing and paraphrasing the the gist of the conversation with Zelensky is now treasonous and false and fraud, and, and Adam Schiff needs to be arrested, investigated for uh, both fraud and treason. But it's worth noting that Trump did the exact same thing on Wednesday uh, when he told reporters that Nancy Pelosi said, quote, we can't impeach him on this conversation. This is a great conversation. This is one of the things uh, Donald Trump yelled about yesterday. He said, Nancy Pelosi looked at the uh, conversation. He said, we can't impeach him on this. This is a great conversation. Pelosi, perfect conversation. Yes. It was perfect. That's what ooh, his misapplication of things to things, like like a beautiful piece of chocolate cake, a perfect conversation. Yeah. It's like these are alien devices that he's having explained to him. <laughs> he's from Mars. He's never actually had a conversation. So his test was to get through it without like shitting himself or like having the president of Ukraine hang up in a rage. And he was like, it was perfect. I did great. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, I, the next the next time I talk to my mom before I hang up, I'm going to be like, you know, mom, that was a perfect conversation. <laughs> That's right. You didn't perfect. miss. Uh, you just, didn't accidentally call Domino's. Perfect job. Right. Right. Perfect. Conversation. <laughs> who who describes a conversation like that? I it's don't like, know. What are you? The person who hands him a Starburst at the end of the call. Well, that I mean, was perfect, Mr. President. Here's a piece thank of candy. You so much. That now was we're going to call conversation. Spain. I had a perfect conversation with the president of Ukraine, well, my, my, and it was beautiful, and I loved it. 
My theory is that he's never actually read the uh, call readout. He's never read the non-transcript. No, he has not. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. But uh, going back to the Nancy Pelosi thing, so Donald Trump paraphrased or put words in Nancy Pelosi's mouth. Nancy Pelosi never said anything like that, nor did she imply such a thing using (laughs) other wording. Nevertheless, Trump mischaracterized Pelosi's language. Therefore, (laughs) by his own definition regarding Adam Schiff, (laughs) Trump committed treason. Treason. There it is. There it is. We got him. We got him again. We got him. We got him. We got him. We got him! Yeah, it's uh, John Oliver all over again. Um, but yeah, so they're running it's with... It's so exhausting. It, it is. is. It's just like keeping track of it all and just... I mean, it seems like suddenly, in a way, the rest of the world has just kind of like woken up suddenly to what we've seen since before he I was know. even elected, I know. that he's a berserk child. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm so glad you said berserk because that's what I've been observing with him from the very beginning since he first declared. He is a berserker candidate. He is just nuts. He's completely unpredictable. You don't know what he's mm-hmm. going to do for minute to minute. That is the very definition of berserker. But anyway, you know what? Speaking of berserker, Corey Lewandowski was drunk on Fox News. Yeah, totally. Uh, that was fantastic. Oh, was he? Yes. Audio? Yes, I Did have you audio. get into the Merlot, Corey? Because you sound slurry. All right. Oh, gonna... He strikes me as a Jack and Coke kind of guy. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know what like he was definitely drinking. Definitely a brown liquor kind of Coke snorting <laughs> Yeah. Well, check out my new Rolex. Yeah. He was totally hammered uh, on uh, Fox News earlier with Kennedy, of all people. So we're going to play that. uh, We're going to talk about that right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman owned small business proudly creating our vegan friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Gin Chocolate and Bottle Rockets, one of our favorites here on the show, and a song called Flash Flood. Love this stuff. Uh, BobSuska.com slash music, blah, blah, blah. I have breaking news. Oh, my God. Okay, what is it? It's not huge. It's It's not huge, but Kelly O'Donnell is reporting that he said, and I'm quoting, excuse me, schmucks. What? To, to the press. He says uh, he's, oh. he's being interviewed and he says, excuse me, comma, schmucks. That, she just tweeted it five minutes ago. Oh, my God. He said, he suggested I'm convinced during, that at some point I'm going to be lucky to have to turn on the TV just as he goes like full Mr. Creosote from The Meaning of Life. You know, the yeah. bring me a bucket guy that well, he, just like fully explodes. He's going to do that. Go ahead. He suggested, she writes that uh, he suggested during a riff of media bashing that he'd like to, quote, start our own network, unquote, to get some, quote, real news out there, unquote. <sighs> Uniting, not dividing, right? He's a, he's uh, a uniter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Donald Trump's a uniter. Can you tell? Yeah. Um, Corey Lewandowski was united with a big bottle of Jack Daniels the other day, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I was waiting for something here. I knew that. Something was going to happen that I was looking forward to. You're going to love it. You're going to love it, David. It's fantastic. And not, by the way, play close. Oh, stop building it up. You're killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Just play it. Pay pay close attention to the fact that the anchor on Fox News is former MTV VJ Kennedy. 
and how Kennedy work. has gone completely to the dark side. This is uh, yes. staggering. She always, Almost I mean, too she, familiar with it. Uh, but it's interesting because Jerry Nadler really was the face of impeachment. He was the person who was put in charge of that committee because as someone who knows the law and knows the president, he is arguably the best one to bring him down, but he's had so many... Okay, to be clear, he wasn't put in charge of the Judiciary Committee in no. order to pursue impeachment. That no, just he didn't happen. No, he was nominated to be the face of the impeachment effort by Fox News. Please <laughs> proceed. That's right. <laughs> he's charisma And so I mean, now, for some reason, Adam Schiff is the grown-up in the room, even though he's an emotional child. That's, and no, hang on, hang on, hang on. That is what? just... One of the most amazing and most egregious attacks on Adam Schiff, that he's some sort of crazy, erratic child. There is no one who is... Judge Kavanaugh. No, of course. There's no one more centered in the Democratic caucus than Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff... Adam Schiff is an algebra teacher. (laughs) I mean, he just... That's pretty close, yeah. Oh, amazing. No, Adam Schiff. Oh I mean, he's, we've never seen him stomp his foot or say, are you talking to me? Well, look, this is a, this is a you very- You ever been blackout drunk? <laughs> this is a very clear indication that no matter who the Democrats nominate to run against mm-hmm. Donald Trump, they are going to be painted as being a crazy communist, blah, 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 ripping kids from the womb, et cetera, et cetera. This, I mean, and this Adam Schiff attack proves it. They're taking one of the most mild-mannered, even-keeled members of Congress and Painting him as being some sort of shit-flinging monkey. It is a staggering thing to behold. But this just, is always, it's worked for them every other time in the past. Why wouldn't they try this now? Yeah, you know, it just, well, it's of a, course. People's astonishment where this is where they're going. I'm like, this is what they, I mean, they took John Kerry, who was a fucking <laughs> war hero, and made him into a coward. Yeah. They hosed him down with Fox News shit sauce. <laughs> and that's what they're trying to <laughs> Here, and that's what they're trying to do again. Here's Corey Lewandowski sucking down a big old bottle of Fox News shit sauce. So here we go. Hearing that the whistleblower contacted Schiff's staff before he or she filed the complaint. Well, what we know is this. is Little Adam Schiff, who's the chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, already knew about the whistleblower complaint. And what we know is that the rules of the whistleblower complaint had changed in August of this year, which said you no longer have to have firsthand knowledge of what's going on. He's, he's, he's got the out of breath drunk thing going on. Mm-hmm. Totally. He's yeah. totally, like, his, his collar's all steamed. He's got it loose. His eyes are bloodshot. And he's totally either going to hand you his room key or go on a rant about his ex-wife. <laughs> and wait for it. He's like one or the other. He's so, you know, like my fucking bitch ex-wife. God damn it. In, instead of vampire. And just wait for it. Instead of saying Kennedy, he keeps saying Kendi. He keeps saying Kennedy because he can't get out all the syllables. And what that tells me is maybe the whistleblower is close to John Brennan. Maybe he's an acolyte of John Brennan. What we know is this president has gone after. John Brennan hates the president. Of course he does. With a blinding passion. Yes, he does. And Kennedy, don't forget. We know that the. And Kennedy, don't forget. Don't forget. Say the slow shift is Kennedy. Wait, hang on, Kennedy. She sent me a subpoena. Okay, okay, okay. Day of the inauguration. <laughs> Greenland is a strategic place up there, and uh, they got a lot of valuable minerals. Oh, I not, got not, my valuable memos. Not quite that bad, but pretty fucking That's bad. That's my favorite. Pretty That's bad, just, oh, bad. Yeah, what a moment. Continue. Uh, the whistleblower is a former CIA agent <laughs> who is detailed to the NSC, who's probably back at the CIA, who hates this president more than they love their country. <laughs> hates this president <laughs> more than they love their country. <laughs> so great. agent mm-hmm. who is detailed to the NSC, mm-hmm. who's probably back at the CIA, who hates this president more than they love their country. And the fact is, they never had any first-hand account of what transpired. Corey. Corey. Yes. Did you have a little Merlot with dinner? No, should I have? (laughs) It sounded a little flurry. It sounded a little Biden-esque. No, look, look, what what I'm mad about, Kendi, is that they're still blaming... Here's what I'm mad about, Kendi. Okay, listen, are you listening to me? Okay, I'll tell you what I'm mad about. Actually, what's about to happen is he's about to have a long silence. Yeah. And then he's going to say, as if out of nowhere... You got a really good body. <laughs> you know, he had a thought, but it's in slow motion because at that point of intoxication, it's like bubbles of swamp gas surfacing, you know, like he's just, just like thinking, thinking. 
It's just like, you please. really do look amazing in that uh, dress. I really yeah. liked you on MTV. <laughs> Mad about Kennedy about is that they're still Kennedy. blaming the president for this conversation with the Ukraine president, Zelensky. And what this president. is really about is people who don't love this country <laughs> as much as they I hate the president. I love this country. I love this country so much that I would like to hug it till it squeaks. Oh, fuck oh, my God. God. <laughs> oh, no, There's no president in the history of our country before this one who's had so many leaks, and that should be a real concern for our national security apparatus. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Corey. And Great you, to have you. Thank you. That Maybe should a be a real coffee. concern. All right, it was take your kid to work day on the Hillary flush those depends. Because no one's had as many leaks as this president. You don't know. The on president the leaks the worst. Yeah. <laughs> have a cup of coffee, she said there at the end. <laughs> I at least love that Kennedy called him out on being hammered on television. I mean, what is this thing now with the Republicans and the Trump supporters, red hats, and they just turn up on Fox News? It's just like, you know what? Before I go on Fox News, got to make sure I'm completely incoherent. Uh, and I got to make sure I also can't even pronounce the name of the person I'm talking to. That's the plan from now on. That is the Trump They're all circling Manhattan in the same limo, passing that phone around. Yeah. You know, like doing lines of cocaine on the middle table and handing the bottle, you know. Yep. Like, okay, let's call Fox. Whose turn is it? Well, on top yeah. of on top of everything else, Donald Trump called Boris Johnson to ask for help discrediting the Mueller investigation. This is back uh, on July 26, two days after the prime minister took office. One day after Trump spoke to Ukraine President uh, Zelensky, Trump called Johnson to ask for help gathering evidence to undermine the investigation into his campaign's links to Russia. But at the same time, Bill Barr arrived in London days after Trump's call with Boris Johnson and told British officials that he believed that information from British agencies led to the Mueller investigation. So these guys are fanning out across the globe, and I, I don't know what are they're... Are we paying for this? Taxpayers are yes, paying for this? Like, yes, we are. Yes, for their little magical mystery tour. Where yes. they, I mean, they're like putting the junk in junket, basically, so yes. we, and we're paying for it. I mean, yes. what I, I, I'm on trying to figure out... information campaign. I'm trying to figure out the end game in all of this, because I, I have this whole system for determining which is uh, which Trump thing is real and which Trump thing is something that he just blurts and doesn't pursue. So it's either Space Force or it's nuking hurricanes. Space Force was a blurt that he had, that ended up becoming a real thing. Nuking hurricanes was a blurt that ended up just dying as quickly as it was reported. So you know the question is, what is their ultimate end game in all of this? Are they going to continue to pursue this to the place where they're actually starting to indict Obama administration officials who were all part of? looking into what how Russia was attacking us during the 2016 election. I mean, is that the ultimate goal here, or are they just teeing up something for the campaign where Trump can just say, well, the Russian witch hunt hoax was just bullshit because Bill Barr already talked to Boris Johnson and yada, yada, yada. Uh, it was all fake, but they've already done that. They've already done everything they can to discredit the Mueller investigation, to discredit the fact that Russia is attacking us. I don't know what the ultimate goal of all of this is other than hard-nosed indictments. I mean, it just seems mm -hmm. like that's where they're headed. They're going to investigate and indict uh, James Clapper and Barack Obama and uh, Susan Rice and everyone who is involved in some capacity with Obama's intelligence gathering apparatus. So I'm, I'm just, mm -hmm. I'm confounded by this, but all I yeah. can tell is- I don't is, think they're thinking that far ahead. I think I mean, Maybe Barr is, but I mean, I really think they're just trying to make it from news cycle to news cycle. Or is Bill Barr and, and Lindsey Graham and all these people just- catering to Donald Trump's whimsy. I mean, that could also be a thing, that they're just playing along because Donald Trump has dirt on them or they're just playing along for some other political motivation. But I, I don't know what that could possibly be. But it's, it's obviously... You know, I realize who told Trump it was a perfect conversation. It was Stephen Miller. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Miller like, told go. him it was per that was perfect, Mr. President. Have a starburst. Well, Let's do another call. <laughs> I do know this. I do know this, that the discrediting of the Russian attack, the discrediting of the Mueller report, and so on, is all at the behest of Vladimir Putin. I mean, Vladimir Putin wants the slate wiped clean. He doesn't want any linkage to any of that shit. Except 
except for the people who matter. I mean, he wants people to know that uh, he's taking a tough posture. He's scrambling up democracy and doing all of that. He wants some people to know that. But on the other hand, you know, he's looking to exonerate Russia from being involved in all of this so he can weasel his way maybe back into the G8 or something like that, which is never going to happen, by the way. Um, Not while he's occupying Crimea. You know, again, what does Putin have on Bill Barr? What does Putin have on Mike Pompeo? Obviously, we know what Putin has on Donald Trump. Uh, Mm -hmm. But this is a lot of effort, a lot of effort to kiss Putin's ass. So, you know, it could be any number of things. But we do know that uh, that Russia is a major factor in all of this. Okay, so God damn it. What a fucking mess all of this is. But it's. (laughs) You know what? I, I keep saying, Buzz and I have been talking about this uh, for the last couple of weeks. This is the fun part. This <laughs> this is, it's so great to finally see this guy retreating, backed up on his heels, you know, it, whatever other metaphor you can come up Let's with. Let's not get too happy because he is a cornered criminal right now. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is when it could get really, really bizarre and ugly. Yeah. Well, we can never get too happy. Although I feel like, we deserve at least a temporary reprieve from the massive amounts of stress. I mean, just in the course of today, it was great to see uh, Michelle Obama and Barack Obama exchanging happy anniversary tweets because mm-hmm. every time I saw those, every time I saw one of those pop up in my timeline on Twitter, I was like, <sighs> my my blood pressure goes way down. I don't even believe that that country ever existed. Like, that, it was just a dream that I had, and I actually woke up in this dystopia yeah. You know, the Obamas well, are a figment of my imagination. I can't even look at them. The it's shame like seeing of, your ex and it just breaks your heart. The you shame, just avoid them. The shame of it is that while Obama was president, the left was just going, not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yep. I, I like Obama, but he's not doing enough on blah, 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 blah. We, and, we didn't give him a Senate. We didn't give him a House to do the things right, he wanted to do. Right. It's our fault. Well, though you know, the, the, the Rahm Emanuel years were pretty dodgy. The first couple oh, of years. Oh, no, was, no, yeah. no. In the grand scheme, hardly. Hardly. Yeah, well, in the grand scheme, but still, I would I would, I would grade that a B. And mm, also, um, he never yeah, really, fair. he never he never campaigned as a Bernie Sanders or an Elizabeth Warren. He campaigned as a purple State yep. guy. Yep. He never. Everybody thinks, oh, he was this great progressive liberal. Da da da. He would have been had he been given legislation. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Christmas treeing of Barack Obama. Yeah. Like, oh. he, he definitely that DNC speech was so centrist and so let's bring the com- country together and I want to work with Republicans and da da da. He campaigned like that. Yep. People that think he didn't go back to he the old like speeches. That. He kept giving them opportunity after opportunity yeah. to to work together and they and just... he promised he was going to do that. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, I, I, I think I think we have much better perspective now. <laughs> I think yeah. we now look back and say, oh, that was nice. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was nice. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that's the show. See you next time. Have a great weekend. See you on the after party tomorrow. Bye, Friday. everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, today's show has been brought to you in part by the Election Ride Home podcast. I'm going to tell you again, it's the Election Ride Home. Someone is going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House. The Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone or maybe even multiple someones will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what's happening on the campaign. Catches you up on what's happening. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Oh, that Merlot. I've been drinking the Corey Lewandowski Merlot. Thank you. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are, are getting getting traction. What do the polls say? It's a 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your browser 12 times a day. So if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast and we thank you.